Again, welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. We're coming to you after Liverpool won the game of football for the first time this calendar year. Liverpool looked like some form of recognisable version of their former selves, scored some recognisable versions of goals that they used to score, and boys with cracker afros on the right-hand side looked like the best player in the world for the teams. To discuss... Liverpool 2, Blue Shite 0. I've got Beryl Agus. I've got Neil Patterson, Chief. This, this did not... I think, I think the one thing we've labelled at this team all season, maybe aside from a couple of games, maybe certainly City at home, was that didn't really... You, you're watching the game and you could say this player was poor and this player was shite and he had a terrible match. But realistically... The two things that were missing were, first of all, the energy, but, but second of all, any sort of kind of recognisable semblance of what this Liverpool team used to do, which was a very, very consistent 4-3-3 with a false nine, two boys out the, at the flanks who would cut inside, exploit the space, and a high-pressing midfielder on the right-hand side and someone who could recycle the ball that was neat and tidy and could break the play up on the left. With a with a with a number six, and I haven't really seen that all season. And all of a sudden, we, honestly, you could have replaced Bisharic with Wijnaldum. You could have replaced Gakpo with Firmino. You could have replaced well, you probably couldn't have replaced Nunez with with Mane. But he gives you something different. But he certainly gives you that pace and that that direction and directive directness inside towards the goal and even the goals we scored they were so so Liverpool um, and I don't know why this is but something just clicked it looked like on Monday night yeah I think uh, that pretty much sums it up um, we haven't we haven't really been recognisable for, for quite a while for a number of reasons um, you know primarily injuries but at the same time, you know, we started the season with a pretty much full complement and we didn't show the intensity or the 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 uh, coherence, cohesiveness, uh, cohesion, whichever the correct word is there, take your pick, um, that we showed last night or on Monday night, sorry, against against Everton. Um, yeah, it, it, it was much, much better. As we were saying before, pre-pod probably... Probably there was nobody on the pitch put in less than a than a seven out of ten, um, which again is the is the first time you can really say that this season probably, except with the possible exception of the city game. Um, so it was very very welcome. Um, it's, I think there were a number of things involved, and you've alluded to most of them there. Um, the shape was much more recognisable. Um, we could we could really see the plan. Uh, we could see Gakpo's moulding into this uh, false nine, which essentially he's, he's, you know, by his own admission, he's maybe played at maximum a handful of times in his career. Um, but we're starting to see that what that looks like now. And um, this, I think the same can be said, you know, from the front three as a whole. I think Darwin um, showed his worth. I mean, he's absolutely electric and... I think he had the 
um, the most shots on target out of any of the front three. And he was, you know, he's he just terrifies defenders. He's got great touch. He's got a, he puts in that, um, you know, it's a top assist. Um, he's got a lot to aim at, but he's on the run. He's at full pelt. And, um, you know, the. I don't know if that is his weaker side because he's pretty good off both feet, but perhaps nominally the left is his, his slightly weaker side. Um, so, you know, we've got that. You had Bacetic um, moving or switching roles again from um, from the number six to the number eight. Number six has been great recently. Number eight, he just stepped it up another notch. Fabinho comes in and so does Henderson. Fabinho is perhaps a bit slow to get into it, but certainly grows into the game. And Henderson barring one or two sort of wayward balls in the in the early parts of the game. I mean, off the ball he's great and, and generally has a very, very good game, one of one of his one of his um better games for us. Um so that was all there. <clears throat> then you had the back four that um even you know, notwithstanding a Maddox early sort of air shot, um right at the start of the game he recovers really well and, and begins to dictate the pace of the game from from centre back, which is fabulous. Like the number of times he strides out with the ball and, you know, makes it essentially to the final third and, and you know, finds a pass, finds a layoff. Um, you know, you could it was time and again. And obviously the fullbacks played well and and um you've got Joe Gomez who pretty much didn't put a foot wrong either, played showed showed some of his top form. And, and why we were all tipping him as the best young centre-back in Europe two, two and a half, three seasons ago. <clears throat> so to a man, they 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 turned up and um, we were much more compact. The shape really suited us. And um, yeah, you saw the results, basically. Yeah, they're awesome. Some, some, as we said, some recognisable performances out there and I think I'll come, I suppose I'll come first to you with, with Gakpo. Um, <laughs> there's been a lot of talk about, like, just play them in their right positions. Gakpo's left wing, Darwin's a centre forward. And I can understand why, why people would say that, but I think, you know, they give you such different things in each of those positions. And, you know, if you're going to switch it, and play Darwin through the middle, what you've got is a boy that's going to run off the shoulder, a boy that's going to work the channels, um, a guy with light and pace in behind. Um, but what that does effectively is it means you don't have anybody to drop in the midfield to make up the extra man. You don't have anybody to link the play. You've got to get a guy who is encouraging the back four to drop as deep as possible. And you've also got a guy who runs the channels which is essentially, you know, it's invading Salah's space out there. So Gakpo has, looks like a total fish out of water in that position recently. We know what Darwin's strengths are at the left-hand side, but he looked neat and tidy. But once he gets the goal, which is a two-yard tap-in, it's... It's like a different player. I think he creates two chances um, from some really great individual skills, strength, hold up play. 
um, in, in the 10 minutes after he scores the goal. And it, like you talk about how a goal can, can have an effect on a player. Christ, that is one of the best examples I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it, he, he turned into the, the Gakpo that I know. Um, uh, and uh, almost instantly, and you know, at first, you know, the relief was was clear. And and what I really liked were, you know, that the, was that the teammates were as relieved and happy as as he was himself. So you know, everybody was wanted him to score. Um, you could you could say that that um, Salah's goal was was actually you know the cross was meant for him. I, I would guess because he was even in front of. Salah for you know the the longest part of that run, but uh, you know he got into the position, he scored the goal, and and uh, the relief was uh, was visible. And and after that, you know you know right away, instantly you saw you saw a different player, you know the, the player who had the confidence to uh, to do all the stuff that he he did here in the Eredivisie. So he backed himself, and 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 then you can see you know. Um, the you know all all the skills that he has the technical skills uh, the fact that he can drive the ball with with you know uh, uh, quite a bit of speed um, you haven't seen the shot on him yet but uh, you will I, I I'm, I'm sure now um, and I was one of those people who said you know just play him where he uh, is used to, uh, you know to to play um, probably also you know because I thought. Uh, if you want to to this player to succeed, you need you need to give him time to bed in and and show um, uh, show us, you know, the the fans, but but also the team that that he's a good player, and and then maybe you can tinker with him and, and try to adapt him to a new role. But you know, we we don't have that luxury at this moment. And um, yeah, th- this this was much better, I, I have to say, and. Um, and and you're right. They they bring very different things to that left hand side, um, uh, and and you you just shied away from from um, <clears throat> comparing uh, Darwin to, to to Sadio Mane. But but I, I thought this was a very Sadio Mane like uh, performance. I would say, you know, Sadio would have uh, scored a goal as well. But uh, you know. Um, Maybe he didn't in his first uh, season um, as as readily as as he did, uh, you know, um, in 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 the years that that that, that followed. So um, I was I was I was hugely uh, impressed with uh, with what uh, with not only the endeavor but also you know all, all the things that came off from from uh, from Darwin's side as well. But I think you know this this is the Gakpo. Uh, that I have been uh, watching here and envying because you know he was uh, playing for Pace Fame and uh, I, um, people might know that I'm a Feyenoord fan. So um, and, and he's a, he's a really really good player. He's very technically technically gifted, and what he did was uh, actually you know sort of uh, attacking playmaking um, from a left wing position and, and maybe he can do the same, uh, f- through the middle because this, this is what, what, what we do. Um, I also thought, you know, when, when Firmino came in, you, you immediately saw what, what he can still bring. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I heard that, um, that, uh, Gakpo is, 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 is doing some 
some some extra lessons in in tactical skills from uh, from a different coach. I I, I heard, you know, th this is a, a highly intelligent player who's trying to get the best out of uh, his his uh, career at, at his time uh, uh, at Liverpool. So he, he if if they think this is the best position position, I, I'm I am starting to get convinced of that. Yeah, yeah, and see, you know, I'll, I'll come to you in Darwin because I know you're the third biggest fan. Um, third biggest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's two teenagers floating around. Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I think, you know, my thoughts. The guy has got quality in, in a number of areas, top quality in a number of areas. I still think he's untidy. I don't think he's technically the best player in the squad by a long way. But I think the way this team has played previously and where we've got our greatest success with that formation and that, you know, skill set in each of those positions, particularly across the front three, if Klopp can harness his gifts, that, and, and you know, it, it, <laughs> Monday was a game where he was able to really show what he's about. The pace, the strength, the stretch in the defence, cutting inside, creating space. You know, I'm a big fan of his of his movement. I think his movement's really intelligent. And yeah, you're right. You know, the, the pass he makes to the goal, it, it, it's basically just put it in that area and I know somebody's going to get on it. But he has just run. 60, 70 yards, and he has that calmness to go. I'm not. I don't need to get to the byline here, and and that impressed me. I don't need to get to the byline. He took a look up. He assessed the situation, and he thought, I just need to clip that into that area, and one of three players is going to get on it, and it happens to be Salah, and he. There's work. I think there's work to be done with him, but I think we're starting to see now what Klopp saw four, five six weeks ago when everybody was going, what in the name of Christ are you doing, Jürgen? Yeah, well, some people were, yeah. Um, I know I know some people on this pod were. <laughs> um, but um, I, I think the raw attributes or the attributes, the base attributes uh, have been clear for, for everyone to see. He can stick it in the net. He's quick. When I say quick, I mean, that's an understatement. He's lightning. I mean, with the ball at his feet, without the ball, he's absolutely lightning. Um, there's, at one point where, there's at one point on that break where I think he almost hasn't played the ball far enough ahead of himself. And he almost has to adjust to drag it from behind him. And he still manages to fucking smoke your man for pace. Oh, absolutely. And he manages to keep the ball as well without sort of, you know, Falling, you know, falling over it at that pace, trying to sort of drag it a bit. I mean, his dribbling's excellent. I mean, for he can be a little untidy at times in in, in terms of well, I don't know, I don't know whether that's still the case, but certainly at the beginning, there's no doubt um, that his his first touch was sometimes left a bit to be desired, and um, you know, one or two passes would 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 be pretty wildly astray. But um, but the technical skill to carry the ball at that at that pace, I mean, 
a lot of players just just can't do it. Um, so the raw the 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 the, the skill set's always been there, and, and those particular attributes have, have been clear. But I think um, I think that, I think they are all they all benefit, and they will all benefit from the realization that it isn't it isn't all down to them, um, and that goes for Darwin Nunes, who's in his first season and came in for uh, what was it. I don't know, 65, an initial 65 mil, uh, or whether it's uh, Mo Salah, who's proven himself time and time again, uh, or Cody Cody Gakpo, who's who's the newest on on the block. Um, it's not all down to that one individual. And I think you saw them, as I alluded to when I was talking earlier, they played as a unit, they played as a front three, and Darwin gets the assist for... Um, for Mo, I think it's his, they were saying it's his fourth assist um, this season, and they've all been for for Salah. Although on that occasion, Gakpo could, you know, if Mo hadn't reached it, Gakpo was was there. Um, and Gakpo, one of the chances you were talking about when he bursts through and he slides it into Darwin, and um, it's maybe just a fraction behind him, and he tries the first time effort and puts it wide. As as uh, Birol was saying, that that's the one man he would have scored. Um, certainly in his in, in his you know best few seasons with us, um, but you can you can see why Klopp's playing him on the left. And you were talking about it earlier. You play him through the middle. You you do have that immediate pace in behind, and you do have you know you, you're scaring defenses, so they're not going to push up on you. Um, but what you have is if he's playing there, the pitch becomes narrower because everyone's looking to you know it encourages. Fullbacks to and and centre backs to to look for him, look for him over the top, play it early, play it through the. It's centre. almost like it's almost like the crowd syndrome when when yeah, you crowd right there up front. It's 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 an easy option. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and so people take it. It's 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 natural. You're 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 gonna do it, particularly if you're if you're under pressure or whatever. But you know it it uh, it breaks down the build up in the attack and play. And while we're not. A city or a or an Arsenal taking you know fifty passes to to put together an attack. Playing on the left stretches the pitch. It creates space. It pulls centre backs out of position um, to to go and help their full back, and um, it means that the there's yeah there's more space and, and more um, chance for for others to get involved. Um, you have more chance of isolating them as well one on one with with the full back. Um, so you're going to get more joy. Um, so it's it worked really well. And, you know, you've got the likes of Bobby and Jada and Diaz to drop back in there as well. And, you, you know, you've got you've got so many good options there now. Once, you know, we're we're looking to say here that it looks like that goal has been massive for, for Gakpo. And, you know, if he can carry on the performance that he well, essentially put in the whole game, but you know, even if you say he upped the level after the goal, which is fair enough. If he if he can carry that through, then you know we've already seen what Darwin can do, and I think he's getting more and more confident, and his teammates have more and more belief in him by the day. And we all know what a what a what a confident um, Mo Salah looks like. So it so it bodes really really well. You can see the plan. You can see there was method behind the madness um, in, in terms of planning their 
repeatedly when um, or playing Gakpo central and Darwin left repeatedly when when it didn't quite look like it was going to come off. Well, it's taken a few games and to get anything right, it takes time. And obviously, time is the most <laughs> the most precious commodity to anyone, I suppose, in the modern world. But you don't get much of it when you're a, a professional footballer and, and not when you're a manager managing Liverpool either. But luckily, it, it, it hasn't taken too long. And it looks like um, we can see the future now. Um, and it, it looks, yeah, it looks very, as you were saying, it looks very familiar. Yeah, um, <laughs> what doesn't look familiar, Beryl, is a fucking eighteen-year-old boy running running around the midfield, absolutely owning the show. Um, we've seen Bisharic, we've been impressed. Um, it's difficult because <laughs> there's not a lot to have been impressed by <laughs> in this last number of weeks, but. When the team played really well and we talked about it, whether it was pre-pod or not, I can't remember, there were a lot of sevens and eights and nines out there, um, which is not something we've said very often this season. He was right at the top of the list. This kid as a centre half and then a six and you pop him in that like eight position. Now, he's actually the deepest of the three, his average position, but even still, back heels, through people's legs, flicks, cross-field passes, Winning tackles, he's no right to win, he's combative, he's tenacious, he is, you know, if he's playing in a midfield three for Barcelona, there's maybe a different conversation being had about him right now. It, it's funny that you say Barcelona because, um, um, you know, his, his uh, meteoric rise and uh, and yeah, I know it's it's only been five games or so. But you know he 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 hasn't been uh, relatively good or good relative to the other players around him, which was you know very easy to be. No, he 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 was playing really well in a very shit team, and and um, and he reminded me of Pedri and uh, and 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 Gavi, these two youngsters that uh, that started their meteoric rise. Um, uh, respectively, uh, two years ago and, and a year ago, I, I would, I, you know, if, if, if memory serves. Um, and it, maybe this is something Spanish that you know that that they're taught to um, to to back their technical skills. And because you know, every time he was taking these these risks, I was, you know, um, dreading it. And at the same time, he you know he pulled it off, and and it it, it is exhilarating. Like it's it's like. You know the roller coaster thing, or you know watching a horror movie. Uh, it 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 exhilarates you, but you know nothing bad happens to you uh, afterwards. Um, and uh, yeah, it's you know a, a player who who does not only back himself to do uh, do stuff like that, but also you know pulls it off. Uh, and again, you know the the first four games in his Liverpool career w- w- was in in a in a in a team that you know devoid of any confidence so um it's it's remarkable i don't i don't know if if this is his personality or if it's you know uh, um, because he's 18 and is just uh, enjoying the fact that he's he has broken through uh in in, uh, in as a professional football player uh, and at this moment i don't care it's 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 you know 
I enjoy watching a very good football player. He's 18 years old. We, we got him. We got him in as a as a central defender, which you know, if you see him, he, he looks tiny. You know, not 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 so not per se uh, is his his height, but he doesn't look very strong at this moment. But yeah, it's you know, uh, I, I I was uh, a lot thinner when I was 18, so yeah, he, he will bulk up. But you know, there's so much in there. It's uh, as a six, I thought he was very good. Uh, as an eight, now he was maybe the difference. I don't know what what um, if that was uh, the, the the last piece of the puzzle. But uh, yeah, um, I hugely impressed, and I hope uh, I don't jinx him. We don't jinx him. If if there is such a thing as jinxing, uh, phenomenal. I I I really love watching this kid play. Yeah, Chief, it was just so impressive, wasn't it? And I think the word calm has been used a lot. Um, and it's always the word that you always feel calm in the ball. I don't necessarily think it is calmness. It, it For me, it's simply a combination of technical ability and speed of thought where it looks like he's calm because to him, it's so easy. He sees a picture maybe a lot of other players aren't able to see and he's able to execute pretty much anything that pops into his mind so it's not that he's calm it's it's just that he's fucking really good you know um and we there's there's facets to his game he's not one-dimensional um he looks like the ticky-tacky sort of you know short passes give it receive give receive 10 yards five yards here keep it taken over but then all of a sudden, I was watching last night, wins the ball, slide tackles, and then he pings like a 40, 50 yards diagonal across to the guy in space, hugging the touchline. And this is going to be the most controversial thing anybody has ever said. But, you know, I know, yes, we should have signed more midfielders or any midfielders. But this might just be like the silver lining on the big black cloud that, We've, we've been forced into a situation where we've had to promote this guy and we might have just found a real fucking diamond here because of it. Yeah. Um, I suppose, obviously, if we, we had made the signings or we hadn't had the injuries, he may not have... Well, he probably wouldn't have had the the same chances that he's had this season. He probably, for example, wouldn't have been starting Premier League games. Having said that, I think they've had their eye on him. For, for a while we saw him last season a couple of times and um, he's, he's uh, made the bench a couple of times as well uh, so they've obviously you know we know how joined up the thinking is at Liverpool and we know how connected the, the youth teams are and the philosophy runs through the whole club and, and so on so I'm sure Klopp and Linders were, were very aware of him but um, you know his pedigree's amazing you know, when you think that, like, um, he's come up um, the way he has in Spain and is, you know, the Thiago connection and um, he footballs his life. His dad was a professional as well, a, a top quality professional. Um, so, sorry, top level professional. So, you know, it's been in him forever. And he's had sort of the best of, 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 of footballing backgrounds 
basically. But even with all that, you still you're still shocked to see, particularly in that position, quite how quite how much he looks at home. Um, you know, you, you get young players who come through and you are sort of you know. I hate that term, but who are head and shoulders maybe above above others at that age who stand out immediately. You know, Trent being a very recent example for us. Um, you can go back. Raheem Sterling was was another one, and of course, Michael Owen, Robbie Fowler, and uh, and so on. But it's rare, rare that it's in the centre of midfield. I mean, Fabregas is is perhaps one who who sort of defies that, uh, breaks that mould a little bit or the exception that proves the rule but um, it's not often that an 18 year old, 17 or 18 year old somebody somebody that young can come in and, and boss a game from, from the centre of midfield from the centre of the pitch and um, he can and he did <laughs> and he won man of the match quite deservedly in a game where we've all said uh, or I, we've all agreed and I, I've said Nobody, nobody put in lower than a seven out of ten, and there were plenty of eights and one or two nines. Um, he was still the best player on the pitch, and he's he seems to have it all, uh, as you were sort of alluding to. He's he's got good timing, he's got great positional sense, he's good on the ball, he's 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 good at pressing. He knows the position straight away, tactically astute, given that. Uh, Klopp said he, he he barely played there. It was a new position for him. He came into the club apparently as a centre back, and um, he's been converted to a number six and 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 then put in his best performance as a as a number eight. So he's got that versatility as well, and and not only that, he's he's got that ability that some of the best central midfielders do that, that a certain Fabinho has as well, or certainly had. Uh, until recently and hopefully he gets it back that even when you think it's beyond him, even when you think you know he's 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 beaten or he won't get the tackle in, that sort of extra inch sort of sprouts from the end of his leg and he gets the touch, he gets the foot in, he nicks the ball away. It happened a couple of times, even against Everton and you know, obviously in, in previous matches when he was playing more in the sixth role. So it's massive for the fans because you know, some fans do take a keen interest in, in the youth teams and, and the younger players and stuff, but a lot of fans don't. And so, so for a lot of fans, the the first time they're hearing of him really is is when he's you know, named as a sub or when he's when he's starting um, in the first team. So um, for us, it's it's amazing. It's a it's a it's a midfielder that's come out of nowhere and is very much at home being in, in Liverpool's first team and will certainly be there for a good while to come. Um but ultimately I'm sure I'm sure the manager sort of knew that and knew it was coming or at least hoped it was coming, could see that coming. Um but again it doesn't uh, of course to get back to your sort of point at the the start it, it doesn't uh, take away any of the need to go out and sign midfielders uh, in the summer. But uh, it's fantastic to have such a such a versatile new addition in there. Yeah, and Beryl, is it is it the heart of that that press that press that has been so absent in, in recent months, where we suffocate them and we did it all night. 
we suffocated the one went two went three went like like that old expression that people use hunting in packs and we did that in the midfield and like the second goal the first goal is great it is it's 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 so exciting but it it's the second goal that just made me really sit up and think this like i've seen that goal before i've seen that goal we hunt them down there's three around the player it breaks it's a nice one two henderson robertson and then robo drives because we've created the space by sucking them in breaking up the play quick passes exploit them and what we do is we we do what we do best what we did best is that we release the fullbacks robertson drives forward Salah, you see Trent, you see Trent steaming outside him like Carlos Alberto style, you know, 1970s World Cup final. And Trent does what Trent does. I know there's conversations about um, Connor Cody, whatever, but Trent does what Trent does. He takes the ball and he fucking pings it to the back post and it's a tap in. You know, it's the easiest goal Gakpo might ever score, but it's one of the fucking best goals he might ever score. And that intensity created that goal. And that, I don't know, have you any idea why that has suddenly returned to this team? Is it just a complete, being completely comfortable with what they're doing after trying a multitude of different things? Is it because it was a derby on a Monday night and the atmosphere was great? You know, is it because supposedly Henderson and, and Milner took the senior players aside and gave them a bit of a talk that, that Salah mentioned in his post-match? I don't know what it is, but any thoughts? Lots of thoughts, but uh, you know, only speculation uh, uh, as an answer. I, I, I don't know. It's it, it. You could say that it it had been coming. Um, you know, we were gradually improving until um, the Wolves game, which was, <clears throat> I think, by far the worst. You know, we were beaten worse by by Brighton because they were the better team you know they by far the better team but wolves were were completely shite and 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 still managed to win 3-0 against us which was you know which meant that we were even more shite and um but um, you know still <laughs> it, it was it was clear what we were trying to to do trying to regain <clears throat> and and uh, after the wolves game uh, i think klopp also mentioned that you know that, that he didn't have a, a good explanation for it because you know at the the start of the season we weren't fresh and uh, that was uh, you know uh, understandable it was uh, to be expected maybe even uh, because of uh, the intense uh, season before but um, in now there is no explaining anymore from that uh, perspective you ca- you can't uh use that excuse anymore he you know he said something you know words of the, uh, to that effect i would say um so maybe it, it is uh, it has something to do with 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 uh, people um doing some more self reflecting and not feeling sorry for themselves anymore but just you know trying to find um the the strengths that they had and 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 trying to recreate that and try to to regain uh, what what we you know used to do, uh, because yeah, the, the problem was, and we, we saw this in the first half of the season that uh, we didn't run as much, we didn't uh, we didn't recover the ball as much, our press uh, failed, 
Um, and then, you know, um, probably because of that, we we conceded first uh, in 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 lots and lots of games, and and then you know we needed to chase the game, uh, and weren't good at that either. Um, so. Um, what didn't happen is that we didn't concede um and you know th there was a maybe a bit of luck involved with that but uh yeah you know with, with all the bad luck that, that we had uh it, it was time that would you know start evening out a bit um and and you know those goals were uh, an indication of that that something has changed uh, that the, the speed the intensity you know the, the uh, if Saleh hadn't scored, Gakpo would have scored. Uh, probably someone behind him as well. Uh, and and when when Robertson uh, came out of, as a winner in 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 that press for the second goal, and, and he started running, uh, it was clear that everyone was thinking the same thing. And we were we were it, it was like uh, you know uh, jets in a formation, um, uh, jetting forward. Toward that goal, and 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 it was clear that that um, the Everton defense would never be able to, to to cope with with what we are were about to unleash on them, and um, and it it I think if if there was ever a, a point in this season that I would uh, that I was uh, seduced to believe that uh, you know that this could be a turning point, that would be this game, and you know uh, early days. It's only one game playing all right again. Um, so we will have to see. But yeah, this looked a lot like um, we have regained some of the, the principles that uh, that made us a, a great team. So maybe that's the answer. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Chief. So look, um, it's the start of a bit of a run. It's It's the start of a run of games where we like really needed to put something together and it's the best possible start you could ask for. It's Newcastle at the weekend and then it's Real Madrid. Now, Newcastle, they look like they're maybe starting to run out of legs a little bit. St. James's Park's never a nice place to go and they are in the top four, but fuck, given how we played on Monday night, this is an opportunity to kickstart salvaging the season and maybe making something really, really special out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, it, it could have gone either way, this game. Um, we, I've talked about it before, I'm, I'm going to pop it up again in the, in, the, in the pandemic, and this is a difference in the pandemic season. We, we play Everton at home, and we're in the middle of a of a shitty run of form, a really bad run of form, and we uh, we can't find anything, and we lose with a whimper, two 0 and luckily there was no one there to see it, so it never really happened. But um, it the same could have happened this time. It never looked like happening, I and mean, the attitude was completely different. And as I said before the pod, you could. You could tell in the warm-up just by the way they were getting on, the expressions on their faces, how they were communicating with each other and so on, that they, that they looked happy and they were up for it. And let's be honest, it was the most fun we've seen any of them have on a football pitch this season, I would say, uh, quite quite easily. 
Um, they looked like they were back to themselves and they looked like they were enjoying it again. They looked like they knew what they were meant to be doing. They looked relaxed. They looked confident. They looked like they remembered who, who they were and who they are. Um, and that can only be, be a positive thing. And you would just, you, you wouldn't expect that to go away now, now that they have remembered, you wouldn't expect them to forget it again in, in a hurry. And momentum's a funny thing. Um, people talk about it and there's often arguments about whether it really exists and what it actually is and how do you, how do you quantify it? Um, but it is weird because it can, it can change like that. And you can get on a downward spiral, and uh, as we've seen, and it can it can you know put the kibosh on a season, but just like that, something can change it, and and all of a sudden your trajectory is is completely different, and you're absolutely in the ascendancy. And this game always had the potential to be a catalyst for something like that. And given the performance, given the result, um, the post-match interviews, Klopp. Klopp's reaction at, at full time, all of that. Um, you could, you would certainly hope that that it is. I and mean, you're right; it's it, it's it's a big run of games, but you know we're ultimately we're only just over half a season through, and we're we're about to come into the business end. And if we can find form now and go on a major run, which we've done in in seasons past, then um, then we're going to be in that top four. And I don't think there's 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 any two ways about it. Um, it does depend on on carrying this momentum into the next game and and, and getting another win, but um, I don't see why that that shouldn't happen. Uh, we are on paper uh, one to eleven, one to fourteen, one to twenty two better than Newcastle. They don't have any players in any position that are better than any of any of our players in in their positions, and you can go right through the right through the side. Um, so we've got absolutely nothing to fear. Uh, we usually go to St James or St James's Park and and win. Um, you know, bar in one or two sort of very memorable exceptions, but generally we we have a decent record there. We're the only um we're the only team I think that's beaten them in the league this season. Is that still the case? We we were certainly were for for a long time with that last minute goal at Anfield and and they're also hitting a sticky patch and they've got other things on the horizon. The first cup final in God knows how long uh, is coming up. Um, they've got a couple of key injuries and I think they've won one in seven now or is it one in six, one in seven, something like that, albeit without losing. Um, so you know their their season slowed up a bit. They're they're adrift now of the top three. Um, they're very much isolated in fourth. And if we if we can beat them, what's the gap down down to six points with us still with a game in hand, which is nothing over seventeen games, absolutely nothing. So um, you know our only issue there is that other teams are are ahead of us. But I think there's only one team that we don't have at least one game in in hand on. That's in that's in that group above us. I think it might be Brighton who have played the same number as us, um, but uh, we've got games in hand essentially on on all of those on all of those sides. And given the nature of those sides, you would be well within your rights to to suspect that they may not be able to keep up that form for the rest of the season, given squad size and other commitments and uh, injuries and, and whatever. So. If we can beat Newcastle on Saturday night, um, I think all the all the bookies would, would have us in the box seat to to, to finish uh, at the very least in in that fourth position. After Newcastle, you've got Real Madrid and 
you know, we saw last season, even, even with our best side out, they can still do it. Um, so, you know, me and Real Madrid are never confident when we go in against them. So, that, that, and that's a separate separate issue right now. If we can beat them, then we were suddenly favourites to, 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 to at least get to the final, if, if not win the Champions League. Um, knocking out the holders in the in the first knockout stage. If we lose, we can't let it derail our season because it's massively important that we're in that top four. So that's a bit of a bit of a bit of an outlier. That one, a bit of a you know, um, you, you you love it if you win, but you've got to not take it too hard. If particularly the 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 the, the team, the manager, and so on, has to not really take it that hard. If if we don't do it, anyone can lose against Real Madrid from any situation, as City showed showed last season. Um, but it's a big one on Saturday night. It's massive. Um, go there and beat them in front of their own crowd um, at half five on the telly, and uh, and we're in the box seat. Yeah, and Beryl, you know, it's a weird one. The game on the night kind of coincided with. You know, you've you've Jota back in the bench, you've Firmino back in the bench, you've, you've Van Dijk back in the bench. And Van Dijk's a bit now as well. He's he's yeah, some, yeah, yeah, totally. But but my my point here is that that's what everybody was talking about after the game. But actually, in actual fact, we're weaker than the previous games because we've lost Thiago. So, you know, the fact that we have players back from 1 to 11, it doesn't actually make a difference. or It, it didn't make a difference because it's the same guys that were fucking pumping out absolute shite week after week after week. And they've gone in and shown that. So, I think what that tells me is something's changed and it's not the players coming back that have made us better, but we've got better just as the players that we've missed so much are coming back. And what a position that is to be in. Yeah, and, and you know, let's not forget that uh, we lost three uh, nil to Brentford. No, three one it was. Uh, with Virgil Van Dijk, he got injured in that. Um, uh, we, we lost at home against Leeds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, um, but but you know, um, I, I think these all of these players, um, uh, like Shota. Um, and, and maybe even Firmino, they, they were due a, a, a longer rest than they than they uh, uh, got, and maybe you know it, it, this is the way they got it, and 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 we we can we can step up um, even more than you know this this game was is promising. Um, I think it, w- it was the the perfect storm of of of, of a lot of factors um, coinciding, making us uh, a shell of uh, the team that we were, you know, for 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 three four years in a row. Um, uh, it had to do with recruitment. It had to do with fatigue. It had to do with uh, the disappointment of of losing out on uh, on the last. Uh, in in the last minute, you could say in in on on two of the four um, cups uh, or prizes that we were chasing for a whole season, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and um, and all of these other factors that we have talked to death in in, in this pod. Um, but um, I I think you know the the fact that even Luis Diaz is 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 coming back, uh, which I'm you know hugely uh, hugely 
um, excited about. Um, it, it, it can only bode well, you could say. So it's, it, if, if these players come back and we have started to find form, um, uh, you know, the next couple of games will be crucial. They, they, they could um, they could kickstart, if you can speak ab- about that, you know, uh, after 17, 18, 19, I don't know how many games we've already played. Um, uh, the season again, um, you know, finally started, you could say, uh, a delayed kickstart. Um, it could also mean that uh, th- that the uh, they could also be the, the the final nails in the coffin. You know, let's 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 not uh, hope for, for for the latter, because you know um, there, there are all these encouraging signs now. And um, yeah, I think Thiago is a loss. Um, uh, I also think um, that we have struggled to find the, the proper position for him. He's, he's um, um, maybe the best football player, you know, technically uh, in 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 our squad. But uh, at the same time, we we have struggled to find that the, you know, to to integrate him in in the way we play. So um, we will see in uh, how how uh, in, in, you know to, to what degree he will effectively be 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 missed. No, I will miss him, but uh, we, we will see, and. You know the the game against Newcastle, um, as as Chief just said, it's 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 never comfortable. I remember the I don't know what minute of injury time it was uh, scored by Origi, um, etc. You know all, all of these nervy games, but usually we 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 tend to deflate uh, St James's Park. Of or, or whatever the, their their stadium is called nowadays, that uh, the Riyadh Park or something like that, um, um, something to follow probably. But uh, yeah, um, and, and then Real Madrid, and you you never know what 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 to do against them, what to expect against them. But uh, I think uh, on that case as well, we are due some luck at that point. You know, we are due um, maybe a fluke, but. Uh, you know, maybe a, a bad day at the office from 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 uh, Real. So, I, I am I am I am slightly hopeful. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. All right. Just to finish this off, then, Chief, who's your centre back pairing for for Newcastle? Yeah. Um. Probably. Gomez and or not uh, not Gomez and Matip Van Dijk and Matip uh, okay. probably. Uh, I was just actually reading here and and, and on that. It's, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a nice wee segue. It's it's thanks for uh, for for uh, dropping that question in. I mean, I've been reading in the in the athletics uh, in the athletic about um, you know the the centre back pairings and, and Van Dijk's importance and you know the numbers are there like. Um, um, his um, his partnerships with Manip and 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 Kanate, you've got seventy one and a half percent win percentages there. So with Gomez, it's less. Uh, it's a much smaller sample size, but it's but it's much lower. So just based on that, I'm I'm I'm, I'm um, Van Dijk and, and Manip. Manip had a great game against. Um, Last night or on Monday night against Everton, as I said, he, he brings the ball out so well. 
and they're so comfortable together. They know each other that well. Their game, you know, they know each other's game inside out. So, so I'm, I would go that way. It's a bit harsh on Joe Gomez, who also played well, but I think whenever, you know, when those three are fit, I'd say um, Van Dijk and Matip are the, the starting pair. Um, if Kanate was there, you know, I might throw him in, in instead of Matip, but but he's still a, a week or two away, I think, or maybe even longer. So, uh, yep, the, the 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 tried and trusted sort of uh, Van Dijk and, and Matip, I think. Okay, Beryl, midfield three, stay the same. Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I presume we are, regardless of Firmino and Jota's availability. Personally, I feel like this three is a plan that has been worked on and been coached and coached and coached over the last number of weeks, and it would be. It's been persisted with beyond most people's comprehension. And I think on Monday night we saw why. So I presume we're going to continue to try and embed that coaching in a real fucking live game scenario. So there's no change there. All agreed? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. And you've you've got Bobby and, and Jada to bring off the bench if you need to, just to, to yeah, throw some more fuel on the fire. All right. And Jota looked miles off the pace, so and he which will is be. to expect it. Yeah, yeah, and he will. But be. yeah, but you'd expect him to get, you know, to get a few twenty-minute bursts uh, with a view to sort of, yeah, yeah, being being fit to start again in a in a week or two. Yeah. All right, then, lads. Thanks for joining me, and until next time, up the fucking Cody Gakpo false nine Reds. <laughs>